Well, I think I'm back on track now. I apologize. And I'm going to make a lot of apologies over the next several years. Why? Well, let's just say I'm not perfect. And so I'm going to start right off with asking for forgiveness. But you know what? I love you. And more importantly, God loves you. And because God loves you so much, he sent his son to this earth. Now, when, when God sent his son to this earth, Jesus had some work to do. And in this particular chapter, chapter 10, this is also the part where we know that Jesus had already gathered the 12 disciples and now he was sending them out. He was sending them out to do some ministry. And these disciples were told to only go to where they were welcome. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't like to go to places where I'm not welcome or, well, kind of gives me the heebie-jeebies, right? I mean, did you ever have the heebie-jeebies? I think we've all had the heebie-jeebies. And so we just, we tend to make an excuse and we don't go or leave early or, or find a way to not come back. And I'm going to tell you the truth. On this Sunday morning, there are many churches that used to be United Methodist who are no longer United Methodist. And I'm going to tell you this. That's okay. That's okay. Because, see, you have the right to worship how you need to worship God and I have the right to do the same. And so do they. That's why we have so many di different denominations. But in this place of Stone United Methodist Church, I have been looking at this history, this wonderful history of welcoming people from all over. And they have found a home in this place. One of the interesting things that I saw right off the, off the, right off the bat was the logo. I love this place. Now, I realize that came from your capital campaign that you just had. But when you stop and you think about a place that you love, well, you know that you feel welcome. And in the next few weeks, we're going to be talking about how to be an even more welcoming church. For you see, the conference has this new thing called Lighthouse Churches. And a Lighthouse Church is a place that's been designated as one of the very welcoming places who will meet you right where you are, no matter who you are, and love you right where you are, just like Jesus did 2,000 years ago and continues to do today. Now, I, I think that's a pretty good thing, don't you? But he also, well, he, he gives.
gives some people some warning. He says, don't, don't, don't turn people away. Don't be non-welcoming. In fact, he's basically saying, be hospitable. Be hospitable. Now, a little thing about me. When I was in seminary, we got to go over to Israel and Palestine, and, and we did some work there. We, we went to the hospital, and we worked for a day, and we went to a school, and we were there and worked for a day, and then we went to a PLO refugee camp, and we listened and took in what it was to be loved and welcomed where the Jewish people and the Palestinian people weren't fighting. You see, when we listen to the news now, we, all we hear is about Gaza and how the fences are there and they keep people out. And let me tell you, there are fences and people are kept out. But in this PLO camp, it was a place of welcome. It was a piece, place of welcome, and not only that, but they would meet your needs. You see, they would give you some water and let you refresh yourself. Do you ever get really, really thirsty and just wish that you, you had something to drink? That, that you had something to, oh, and especially in this weather and as humid it's been, that you need to keep hydrating yourself. It's very important in, in the Middle Eastern culture to be hospitable. If it was dark out outside in the time of Jesus' day, you would invite the person into your house to stay for the night so that they would be safe. If they had come over to your home, you would offer them some water to drink. Now, You've got to also remember that they didn't just turn on the faucet like we do. We, we, we take that for granted for the most part. But they had to go to the well. Usually early in the morning before the heat of the day arose. And they would bring the water back to the home. And so sharing in this work, this this water that required work to bring into the home, that was showing love. That was showing true love. And not only that, but they said, little children will receive the water to drink. Well, I don't know about you, but I want some Jesus water, right? I want what Jesus is offering me right here, right now. <laughs> and that's, that's love and salvation. And the only way that you can get that kind of love is through him. You see, he offers to not only save you, but to make you into a disciple. It's one thing to be a prophet. And let me tell you, prophets, prophets back in those days, oh, they would tell you there was going to be some doom and gloom. They would. But they would offer hope. 
And in this season that you just finished, the, the Easter season and then Pentecost, and now here we are in ordinary time. It's anything but ordinary, right? I mean, if you think about all the things that are going on in the world today, it's not so ordinary. And yet, it is. But we serve an extraordinary God who gave us an extraordinary Savior, who gave us some water to drink. Don't you want a glass of that water? Lord knows I do. I want some of that water to drink. And, and the thing is, if we're going to start offering that water and being disciples, the disciples that we have been called to be, we need to do more than just be, well... People who come and worship on Sunday morning. And, and that could be on TV land or on, on Yahoo or, 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 or YouTube or, or whatever your favorite browser is or right here in the seats of the church. No, no. A disciple is someone, if we read the beginning of the chapter, is somebody who is sent out. Sent out in the name of Jesus Christ. One who has faith in Jesus and goes out and spreads that love. Now I'm telling you today that you don't have to go out and stand in the middle of the, the, of the diamond here. Or in the middle of the gazebo. Not that I'm against that because I would do that. But ordinarily if you just stood out there and started preaching. People look at you like you were half-baked. Maybe you need a little bit of water because you've been in the sun too long. But if you go out and just be a good human being, the human being that God created you and me to be, to glorify him and knowing that that temple, that temple of the Holy Spirit lives and breathes in you today and gives you the ability to go out and offer some water to other folks who desperately need a drink of the Savior. I want that water, and I want to be able to share that water. How about you? Yeah, that's the water I want. And you know what else I want? I want to be able to come to the table and, and to share in the holy meal that Jesus has prepared for you and for me. And in this church, and in all United Methodist churches, we serve an open table, which means no matter where you are in life at this point, no matter where you are in your relationship with Jesus Christ, no matter where you are in this world and how you feel about yourself, I want you to know that God loves you enough, that Jesus loves you enough, that the Holy Spirit loves you enough that you can come to the table you could come to the table and live into our Lord and Savior. Woo! That sounds like good news, right? Amen. Let's pray. Lord God, I thank you today for some water. 
And as I listen to the rain and the wetness in the streets, and as I think about the water that's here in this bucket, I think about what you're willing to give us, which is so much more. Live into us today. Quench our thirst, but keep us thirsty, Lord. Keep us thirsty enough to keep coming to the well for your water. And keep us, keep us driven enough to be able to want to send out the good news and offer your water. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.